Gira can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gira! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kavai, it's fantastic! One from David Villa, great finish! Done just that, he scored! Juninho's done it! Jakubu making another glimpse of goal here! That is terrific! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Streets Won't Forget podcast. I'm your host, Ben, and joining me this week are two normal men. It's two innocent men. We're just it's innocent that. men. <laughs> and Harry Martinez. How are nice. you, boys? I'm all good, mate. I like that. Am, am, am I being used for my hosting role? Is this it now? <laughs> well, that's the point. It's uh, it's me hosting again, so you know what this must mean. It's another special episode. Yes. Back to back. Let them cook. Back to back. Now, seeing as it's the end of the year, we thought it's only right. We'll round everything up with a little, a little party. A little streets won't forget. New Year's bash. But before we get there, Harry, I believe you've got a little fact corner for us to see off. I have. I have this just a podcast. little fat corner. I've actually got a New Year's special fat corner for you. Run the jingle. It's a fact. I'm talking about facts. So, I'd like to know who you think has the best Premier League New Year's Day record. Which team? Ooh. Robbie Fowler, he's still on that cranberry sauce. The after effects <laughs> are kicking in. <laughs> Uh, As a I'm team, gonna go, I'm going to go Liverpool. Daniel, uh, I'm going to go for Man United. Yeah, See? probably Man United. It's actually the two North London clubs. Oh, Ooh. they both accumulated 31 points. However, Arsenal have played a game more, so technically Spurs so- have a better one. Ooh, uh, well, okay. I'm not. I'm not here working on technicalities, mate. I'm working on pure. Cold hard numbers. Thank you very much. Uh, second is also with identical records is Manchester United and Manchester City. Uh, they've both accumulated, accumulated 27 points. Liverpool are then uh, in third or fifth, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, and then Chelsea and then Newcastle. Everton um, ruining the pattern there. Love to see it. However, <laughs> Leeds, Coventry, Sheffield Wednesday, Notts Forest, Derby and Portsmouth have never been beaten on New Year's Day. However, they have played a lot less than five times on Premier League uh, New Year's Day. The worst teams on Premier League New Year's Day, anyone got a guess? West Brom. See, I would have thought something like that, but Crystal Palace have played seven New Year's Day fixtures without winning. <laughs> You're on a hangover, right? Your head is stinking. Like you know, you're in the you're in the gutter. And you're like, oh, I've got a bit of New Year's Day football to lift me out of it. And then you remember you're a Palace fan. Oh no! It must be. It must be like Selhurst Park is obviously lauded as one of the best grounds for for fans like through the year. But New Year's Day, they must all be hanging out their ass and they just get nothing going. <laughs> you know, you know the worst place for New Year's Day football in the country, bloody home park. You, Plymouth. Oh, Plymouth, my God, yeah. <laughs> League Two football for £27. That is ludicrous. Do you remember the New Year's Day we were steaming and we went to go and watch Stevenage got to the ground and the game was called off? Do you remember oh, this? Oh, yeah. That was, a, that was an <laughs> awful I was, one. I was devastated or relieved. I was like, I'm not sure I can face three hours out on the terraces. 
Bully, do you remember being hanging out of our asses and rocking up to Stevenage? I said, mate, this is going to be the worst 1-0 ever Alex Rebel header, and it turned out to be a 1-0 Alex Rebel header, and we were hanging out of our asses. <laughs> I love that the, the recurring it. theme through all of these stories is maybe an absolute stinking hangover. You'll love to yeah, see it's yeah. the only way to be, mate. <laughs> I'd like to say that Crystal Palace was rock bottom, but I have a feeling that it, it, I think it's worse. So as we know, oh, no. Everton Everton have you know the most losses in the Premier League um, and the best boo in the Premier League. Come on, the best boo in the Premier League. And on New Year's yeah. Day, on New Year's Day, I imagine that boo is better than ever because they've accumulated eight <laughs> points in seventeen games. <laughs> they have played. Oh, yes. They have played the most games on New Year's Day and have one of the worst records. That's because Robbie Fowler's nicked all the cranberry sauce in Merseyside. The <laughs> does not to go around for the Evans squad. The River Mersey's <laughs> running with cranberry sauce. <laughs> Birmingham City have also lost all four of their New Year's Day's fixtures. That is, that, I imagine wrong. losing every game on that day. Like at least Palace got a couple of draws, but Birmingham have never won. Was on that that Alex McLeish? Um, to be honest with you, I don't really remember the last time they were in the Premier League. So, yeah, I think it was. God knows where he is nowadays. And that's that's oh actually I have got more for you on Fat Corner. Because I've got bonus. Brucey bonus. I've got people born on January first. We have Ooh. a total of six players born on uh Jack Wilshire's one of them. I'm pretty Jack sure. Wilshire being one of them. Davos yeah. Suka, Shane Duffy, what a man, Norwich legend already. <laughs> Abdullah Decore, Stephen Davis, and Andreas Pereira. Seamus Coleman also signed for Everton on this uh, on on New Year's Day in two thousand and nine, but the fee of sixty thousand. Which, when looking back at it, that's a bargain. Absolute bargain. Yeah, he's been so good for them for so many years. That must accumulate to about ten p per game. It's a fact. I'm talking about facts. Well, let's. I thought, seeing as it's. The, uh, the end of the year, and it's often a time of reflection. I thought it might be quite nice to look back on the episodes we've already done and talk about what might be some of our favourite moments before we get into the actual the crux of this episode. So, Dan, what do you think has been your, your favourite episode we've done so far? Ooh, ooh. Big ooh. question. Uh, my my favourite episodes, I've got two. It is either, and I think it's probably because we were all in the same room recording the podcast for the first time, it was the Straight So Over Get Caught episode. Yeah, oh yeah, fun. classic. Or oh, I really enjoyed the Christmas special last week. That was so much fun. <laughs> Christmas special was a good one. Yeah, yeah, those oh, two are my favourite. Yeah, Harry, what about you? I I really liked the uh, secret tournament we did. I thought that they All they the they had back. they had some really decent. Just the fact that I was so stuck on putting Yakuba at centre back. And then we had so much content because they were recorded over different weeks. We had we were uh, we were going back and forth on our own opinions. <laughs> we were, yeah. I think I was saying that you know when we had uh, Newcastle going through, we were like, "Why are they gone through? Like, what the fuck were we doing?" Yeah, um, you voted out for a team of Forlan, Imar, and Captavia for Demba Bar, Papi Sisa, and Hatton Ben Arthur. Like, come on, <laughs> we never we never claimed to be smart men. Oh, no, I also I like the FIFA episodes clear. we did. The FIFA episodes, I think, oh, just, yeah. just a bit the of FIFA nostalgia. Songs. Yeah, the FIFA songs episode was good. I also think that that episode where we first did the Pez names, ah, oh, iconic. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, iconic. Wooly, what about you? Um, I think 
the the court is definitely up there. It's probably my absolute favourite. Also, if we want a proper like a normal episode, I really enjoyed the Argentina one. I think the three players the Walter Samuel getting gunned down by Peppa Pig. Yeah, I think the three players we put forward were all class. I loved them all. We uh, we had the Walter Samuel incident at the end. That was the episode (laughs) where we put Lionel Messi in the Hall of Fame, which is the funniest thing to ever. Was that the one we found out Batistuta might speak Welsh? I think it um, was, yeah. I think it was, yeah. And it was also this favourite bit that Cat was telling me on the train today, where this moment where Dan goes, what's that thing you always say, Ben? And then the three of us, at the same time, but completely out of time, <laughs> all go, there's no greater danger than playing it safe. There is no greater danger. those little moments that you, you look back and you just love. There is no greater danger. So I think that's probably my favourite. Yeah, no, that was a good one. Who, who's been, I think, your favourite players? That we voted in so far. Ooh. Out of all the ones we put forward. Ooh. Well, you know what? I think I think for someone that I don't think would have been mentioned on any other podcast apart from maybe up in Scotland, Shinzuki Nakamura getting into our Streets Won't Forget Hall of Fame, I think is quite an honourable move, really. For free yeah. kicks. I I I just think that's left field, but it's, it it was a it was a good shout. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. He's a class player, isn't he? Yeah, but you yeah. wouldn't. You'd never think streets won't forget. But when we've said it, you kind of go, "Yeah, he is fully." What about you, Dan? Dances Papa Cisse all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Papa Cisse and uh, the, uh, the the fraud incident is probably one of the most controversial moments. Um, and uh, it, it, this uh, this may seem self centered to put my own player forward, but I think Alex from Fenerbahce has got to be one of the best nominees. Yet again, because we again. we genuinely all forgot about him. And I, I don't That's think he's I mean. ever mentioned. I think it's the same as the Nakamura shout, really. That, that you they are hundred percent streets won't forget, and even we have forgotten them. Oh, who's mine? I still I mean, think Wooly's Wooly putting forward Emil Heskey is still one of the greatest. Though. I mean, that's elite, hundred percent. He should have made number yeah. eight. It's a number eight yeah. as well. <laughs> hey, you've number eight, man. Leave it out. <laughs> oh goodness me! It's got to be a buoy. What other podcasts are you sitting there with the likes of? Yeah, like, true. David Villa, Guti, Adriano, and then Emmanuel Abue. Yeah, yeah, fair. Fantastic player. Oh, Guti! What a shout as well that was. What? Was that, the, what? that episode we we voted all three in, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Gooey, David Villa. Who was the other Spaniard we voted in? Um, oh, what's his name? Raquel, mate. No, yeah, he's we, in the we had, planet, Oh, yeah, it? it was La Liga. No, it was La Liga. No, no, Liga. Yeah, it was Raquel, mate, yeah. Gooey, and David Villa. Unbelievable fair, trio, that. Unbelievable trio. And they've got a buoy at right back just for their yeah. help. <laughs> what has been what has been one of the funniest moments that like sticks out in your mind that we've what was that getting gunned down by Pepper yeah. Pig is up there? That's definitely up there. I think um, Ben, your comment about Italian virgins was uh, was another stormer. <laughs> oh yes, that was it. I can't even remember what episode that was now. Our first episode, our first episode dropping the uh, Giovanni calling Louis Van Gaal. I think it's oh, yeah, up there as well. Two. That was the the Brazil episode, wasn't it? Episode two, um, yeah. So yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, good times. Unbelievable. We've, had, we've had some good times. Oh yeah, like pissing off all of Bosnian Twitter on our very first yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, unreal. Oh, unreal. Well, boys, I enjoyed that, but I thought for a very special episode, we need a, a very special topic. And this week, we've got something we haven't done before, because this week's 
was suggested by a listener. Ooh, ooh. A few days ago, we got an email from one Thomas Powell, who, uh, who wrote to us saying, good evening, lads. Absolutely love the content at the moment. Keep it up. Already he knows how to get himself read out on the podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately by sunshine up our ass. You're straight in there. Well get a quick question that. for you all, which I'm intrigued to know the answer to. Out of all the players past and present to have played in the Prem, who would you like to go on a night out with the most? My three picks would be Mario Balotelli for the vibes, Emmanuel Abue, even more vibes, and James Milner, the sober friend who you can rely on when you can't see straight to carry you home. That is a clever Keep shout. Good work, Tom. And we like this a lot, Tom. So much so, we're basing this whole episode around it. And he's got three excellent shouts there. I reckon that's a classic. Yeah, James Milner's a brilliant idea. You know, you don't you, when you think, oh, three mates to go out with. You're not, you're not really thinking of the sober helper. But James Milner, that's an exceptional idea because he's, yeah, he's causing you no trouble after the night. He's calling yeah. the Uber to get home. Yeah, I was thinking down these lines when we were thinking of the three. So I, I have not gone down though. Those no, lines I didn't. In the, I did, and I didn't in the end. Well. Harry, take us through who is on your Premier League dream night out then. Okay, well, I think for starters, I'm gonna. I think there's only one man I could pick, and for for the reasons that James Milner would have been picked of getting you home, I think this also stands in that some of the states that he has got himself in in the media, whether it's home or abroad, and still found his way home and playing the next season is unbelievable. I'm going with Jack Grealish. Because that is one hell of a messy night out. Funnily enough, he's the first name on my list as well. Yeah, I'd he's, just, actually, I'd... he's actually not in my three, and I think I've gone for an entirely different vibe, but we'll, we'll come to me shortly. <laughs> I think That's it's... been a nice couple of civilised glasses of wine, maybe a game of Scrabble or two. No, I've just got three crack addicts. We're getting properly messed up. <laughs> he's got Robbie Power on the cranberry sauce. No, I, I, have, not got, I have not got well, crack addicts or ballers, don't worry. I was thinking if Jack Grealish is my pinnacle, I'm going to have the basin around him. I've got to get some cohesion within my night out. So I went with someone who I feel was along the same lines, is also as much of a nutter as him. I'm going with Jack Wilshire. Oh, okay. He's bringing Just the ciggies. The, the, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Shishni's coming along as well then. You can't ditch it. The yeah, iconic, you know, when, when, you know, you, when you're in the car, oh, can, can I pinch a roll, mate? Jack Wilsh is sorting you out. You're fine. Jack, Jack <laughs> Wilsh has already pre-rolled about three weeks before, mate. He's been rolling for three <laughs> weeks straight. <laughs> we haven't run out of filters, lads. They're just packed on the inside of my shirt. I think the iconic you know, video of Jack Wilsh on top of that bus parade where he's hammered out of his head and he starts the Tottenham chat. We were there. We were there. I, just, I we want this indeed. kind of energy. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I want this kind of energy coming. You could see him doing that at 3am. Oh, you Off could see head. him doing it all night, mate. He, he, he turned <laughs> up drunk. And I think for, for my final third pick, I've gone... I thought, well, I need someone who, who's either going to give me a bit of tunes or a bit of movement on the dance floor or maybe get the birds in, you know what I mean? It's gone for John I don't think I've gone for any of that. I don't think I've gone for any of that. Because what I've gone for is a man who is now a DJ in post-career... Whether he's any good, I don't know. But I'm going with Dribble Cissé. <laughs> I'd like to point out a small flaw with your plan here. Yes. 
and this this happens quite regularly on a night out. Somebody drunkenly falls over or falls down the stairs. They're getting injured. With Jack with Jack Wilshire and Gibral Cisse, your night is ending early for a hospital visit. A hundred percent. I think Jack Wilshire powers on through for the for the thought of booze, and I think Dribble C is too drunk to realise. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think no, mate. just get the wet towel on. Dribble C doesn't realise he's broken his leg for the third time. Yeah, <laughs> really, she's going to try and take him to the hospital and wrap his Range Rover around a tree again. I don't think he knows he's broken it. Your night is ending in carnage. I think <laughs> I, that's yeah. the plan, mate. It was like for an hour and a half before one of them stubs their toe and breaks their foot. That's going to be an in- incredible night out. I don't think they know they've broken it until the next day, though. I think they're so drunk at the point of breaking it that they don't know. Plus, if this is a New Year's night out, which I, which is the assumption I went for, I always find New Year's nights out to be really expensive and a bit of a letdown. So I have to get absolutely bladdered, and I think these three are the ones that get me there. Right, Dan, who you got? Give us your different vibe. Right. Okay. He's gone for the reading corner. <laughs> <laughs> you got Sven Goran Eriksson number one. I've never really been like a big nightclub, massive night out kind of vibe guy. I like in the pub stories, good pub chat. Okay, he likes a little back of the crisps, which is ironic because he never brings the good pub chat. <laughs> All right, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Dan! I've already spotted the problem with your night out already. By the by, by about eight pm, you've already gone through five packets of Nobby's nuts, mate. <laughs> nah, pork scratchings. Pork yeah, no, who, who are you bringing to the moon? Who's sitting outside under one of the yeah. well, this this is what I was the who am I bringing to the moon? So I'm going to continue the uh, the the change of vibe with my three, and one of them I think you're going to say, well, he's not Premier League, and technically you are right. He did play for Sunderland in the old First Division, so I am going to go for this. <laughs> we'll allow it, okay? Uh, your pub night out so on a technicality. Yes, I want Ali McCoist. Oh, it's a great show. Okay, you can't not Ali, have Ali Ali's got some great tales. One of the my favourite when it comes to partying is uh, before the nineteen ninety eight World Cup in France, the night before Scotland's opening game, where they were playing against the holders Brazil. Ali decided the best option was to go to a party, which included Sir Alex Ferguson, racing driver Jackie Stewart, and Sean Connery, who ended up singing uh, Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen on karaoke while completely topless. That's the kind, <laughs> that's the kind of stories I want to hear. And Ali's you know why them. he's done that? I reckon he's thought they're playing against Alan Brazil on his ones. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's a walkover. I'd argue that's a far more dangerous opponent than the <laughs> World Cup holding Especially Brazil if he's team. Going on the night out. <laughs> uh, next up, another man who I want there for his stories and his general banter, Jimmy Bullard. Oh, classic! It's a and good finally, shout. I want Ray Parler because if somebody's Ooh. getting in massive rounds of beer and paying for it themselves, it's going to be Ray Parler. And also, I want Ray Parler there to solve one of the world's great mysteries. And we discussed it on this podcast before. Why did he think the Queen would like a Cobra bomb? I was about <laughs> to say, you know he's going to stop your night out to do another tribute to the Queen, right? Yes, I want, I want to find out what the Cobra bomb tastes like and why he felt it was necessary to pay tribute <laughs> the to the is, Queen in that way. You've picked three people for a pub night out that 100% after the first pint are going, go on, lads, should we just, should we just go to town? And you're ending up in the most expensive nightclub nah, game. Yeah, but ass. yeah, but that, yeah, but you're taking that from their younger years. They're you know they're getting on now. They'll the TV and radio personalities now. 
Yeah, I want I want the stories. That's what I want. I want to go away thinking that was funny and I've learned something. And also, if I can have this night out and bring you an exclusive story to this podcast, would that not be good? Oh, very true. So I'm be doing this not for I... me, but for all of us. <laughs> Are you, for that reason, for that reason, surely, surely one of the best nights out is just going out with the 2012 QPR squad. <laughs> but that's that's going to turn into carnage. You think an adult Tarap was having a quiet night in the pub? And the John stories, having a punch and the stories I've told you about El Tarapt on this podcast, absolutely not. He's bringing an air rifle and shooting people <laughs> in the nightclub. Well, Harry's got a night out that's ending almost as quickly as it begins. Dan's having a quiet night in the pub swapping stories. I've got a, a night out plan that's going to make the headlines. Oh, yes. Because my three, as mentioned already, I have Jack Grealish, probably the biggest party boy in the Prem at the moment. His yeah. antics need no introduction. We saw what happened after the treble. And I kind of want to be involved. And number two on my list, I guess almost a partner in crime for him. Kick the, uh, the antics up a notch. I have one Jordan Pickford. Short oh, back and stomping. We are getting the rave on. We are, we've got our short back and stomping <laughs> trims done. We are in the club, on the VKs, putting every other person in there. He's probably offering them out for a fight. I'm running away. Yeah, because you're but finding some bloke dressed in that dinosaur outfit and he's definitely having a punch-up with him. <laughs> These two together are just going to cause absolute carnage and it's going to be brilliant. The Jaeger bombs are going to be flowing. But we needed something to elevate this beyond a normal night out, which is why I've got a man we've actually already mentioned on this podcast, a master of taking things too far on New Year's Eve. I have Robbie Fowler. <laughs> he convinced a group of players to all pitch in, I think it was about like was it two thousand pounds or probably maybe a bit more. And they they hired a private jet and all just f***ed off on a massive bender. I wanna be like six hours into my New Year's Eve bash and Robbie Fowler turns around and goes, Lads, get on the plane. We're gonna I don't even know, Ibiza for the like remainder of this night, and all of a sudden I'm like, yes, you know what? Let's do it. I really hope that 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 they got the two grand for the flights, and they went on the flight from Heathrow or wherever they flew from, and just ended up in like Coventry. It just got on like a quick <laughs> twenty minute flight. <laughs> the thing is, as well, I hundred percent know for a fact Robbie Fowler's still got that in him because did either of you ever watch the ITV series Harry's Heroes, where Harry Redknapp basically got together? an old squad of England players and made them lose a load of weight and they weren't allowed to drink and stuff and they had to play a game against like a veteran German team. Did you ever see it? No, I haven't seen that though. Okay, it's a brilliant series where it's basically just 90s footballers trying not to get drunk and they all manage it apart from (laughs) one Robbie Fowler who on a tour to Ibiza during the show, he gets unbelievably plastered and does just doesn't turn up to training <laughs> like it's 1995 all over again. Fantastic. See, the, the Premier League's got such a history of that, of the just ridiculous antics. Because remember that Man United party? Was it like 2007? I've, I've got a couple of party oh, stories yes. for you. I've prepared for this. Okay, one of them is funny. One of them is slightly controversial and may involve a lot oh, of no. bleeping. We'll go with the funny one. He says that like the he's funny not the one, one that's going to have to edit all of that out. So go <laughs> for it, mate. The funny one is actually a throwback to last week's Secret Santa. Okay. So at the 1998 Christmas party, Newcastle did a Secret Santa. And some of the gifts were brilliant. What do you think 
German midfielder Dietmar Hamann received or his secret Santa? Well, if this isn't the controversial one, it's not the line I'm going down. Uh, lovely bit of lederhosen. Gotta be, something like that. It did have a nice German theme. Uh, it's a shame this man's going to be referenced for a second time in the history of this podcast. He received a copy of... I see. <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> yes. That's top. Harry, don't open your secret Santa present. <laughs> that, that definitely tops the time <laughs> that someone gave Rafa Benitez the autobiography of Jose Mourinho. <laughs> yes. That is an excellent story. Uh, also... Holding Georgian Tamori Ketsbaya received a comb, which is brilliant. <laughs> That's super. Oh, that is good. That is good. Duncan Ferguson, who's also been known on this podcast as Duncan Disorderly, uh, he got a prison shirt following a short in spell prison, yeah. in the slammer a couple of months prior. Yep. Uh, and finally, Alessandro Pistoni was gifted a sheep's heart because of his supposed lack of commitment <laughs> on the pitch. Wow. That's so good. Yes. See, proper secret Santa where you can get away with murder just churns up some brilliant things. Yeah. Now on to the more controversial one. This was a New Year's party. I don't know what year. It was at some point in the 90s, and we're going to Liverpool now. Not Robbie okay. Fowler again. Right. There is, there is a photo that I have found where they all go in fancy dress, and there are some slightly concerning racially stereotypical costumes but one is far oh worse than the rest i've sent it in the facebook chat now if you'd like to have a look oh my <laughs> i keep getting worse oh my word yeah if you start on the right of the photo it's not so bad and then you keep going across and then by the time you finish on the left hand side oh my god would you like to know something that is an added added extra detail to this story Go on. Go on. The man in the <laughs> costume is none other than John Barnes. What the hell? Name's John Barnes. Let's have it. Jesus Christ. Why? Why has he decided that is a good option? Who's, who sat under him? Because surely that, that kind of looks like Kenny Dalgleish. Go on, mate. Say what he's wearing. I think, I, I think it's Peter Beardsley. Well, Peter Beardsley is is dressed as a stereotypical look of an Arabian man. And I'm, are you sure that's Peter Beardsley and not Kenny Dalglish? No, I think that's Peter Beardsley. I'm pretty sure it's Peter Beardsley. Ian Rush has gone for a nice Superman costume in the middle. There's, yep. there's some other certainly less harmless costumes, but they basically decided to put the the racially charged costume. On the left. <laughs> They've just stuck him on the <laughs> left. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that is a shocker. You know who'd uh, who'd look perfect in that night out? It's a bit of Wayne Hennessy. He'd love it. <laughs> John Barnes was asked about this. Okay. And his response oh, no. was absolutely, and I'd do it again. <laughs> Fancy <laughs> dress parties are there for you to make fun of people. Uh, so you go as the <laughs> and <laughs> their figures of ridicule, and I see no problem in that. Oh, Jesus Christ, John. Yeah, respect. Well, fair enough, I respect that response more than Wayne Hennessy being like, I didn't know what it means. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. We've got some excellent nights out there, and if you've got players in mind for your ideal night out, listen at home, email us, tweet us, let us know who you're bringing. Similarly, if you've got any uh, questionable fancy dress costumes, so far, <laughs> any questionable fancy dress costumes, get in touch and let us know. And we already but, know about Antoine Griezmann in blackface, you don't need to send us that one, it's fine. 
completely true, and don't go copying it either. Looking at you, Harry. On a lighter note, have you ever heard the story of how Kenny McLean is being called the mayor of Norwich? Yes, we I've heard it. Yeah. When we had the post post celebration promotion, and he managed somehow to get the mayor's outfit and his hat, and just ended up on the parade wearing full mayor outfit. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably been the highlight of Norwich's past three or four seasons. So fair play. That's why he's still in the squad, mate. <laughs> they can't get rid of him. He's got the freedom of the city. <laughs> he's got the keys. <laughs> Well, before we finish for this week, we don't have an end of episode quiz. However, oh, get the Everton boo. boo! Boo! Yeah, well, after Harry's embarrassment last week, I thought I'd spare his blushes. About time I had a week off. Not got by embarrassing throwing. us all in a slightly different way. Because I thought, now could be a perfect time to take a look at how we're getting on with our season predictions that we made a few episodes ago. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Okay. Ah. Some of us, some of them, we've done pretty well. Some of them, we have not. Now, I, I, I had a feeling this would be the, the thing you were going to bring up instead of a quiz. And I want you to remember that both of you laughed at me when I said Arsenal were going to win the league. And who is currently top of the Premier League? Currently top of the Premier League by one whole point. Yeah. Hey, it doesn't matter. He was top matter. by Thank four at this much. point last year. Look, let us cook, all right? King Kai is going to lead us <laughs> See, to this the is title. I thought you were going to bring up, because you've actually nailed one part of this so far. Have I? You have. So okay. currently top of the league is obviously Arsenal. Uh, Harry and our City on top. So we're already missing one there. We did pretty Three well. Three places with... off. Yeah, I know. Did pretty well with the top four, though. We had a mixture of, sort of Liverpool, Spurs... And Liverpool, obviously, second. If I remember rightly, somebody said Brighton. Uh, yeah, one Harry Martinez said that Brighton <laughs> would be in four. did say Brighton. A little bit of a stick I meant there, Villa. I meant Villa. And it's a kind of similar story for the European places. We're not doing too badly. I said Brighton, West Ham, Newcastle. Harry said Liverpool, United, Villa. Dan, you said West Ham, Newcastle, Brighton. So we've, we're all kind of in there amongst it, sort of sixth through ninth. Yeah, okay. However... Looking at the relegation places, yeah. currently in the bottom three, Luton, Burnley, Sheffield United, at time of recording. Thank God it's spot on, I reckon. Dan said Sheffield United, Burnley and Luton. Oh, yes. Well done, Daniel. Thanks, mate. The one thing I would say is, I'm not sure that was a difficult thing to predict. Well, the thing is, no. I said Everton, and after their point deduction, I thought, do you know what? I'm in with a chance here. And they've just <laughs> Gonna dominate it since then. Yeah. Well, I'm absolutely says, no, furious that they've done that <laughs> deliberately to shaft us. Yeah, I'd like to reference the fact actually that I think I said for player of the season Declan Rice, which might be a great shout come the end of it. You know what? But Do you know what? Where? But how am I saying Declan Rice player of the season and then not rin- not winning the league? Because I said City to win the league. So why the f- <laughs> they give him player of the season? Because what's oh, going to no. happen is the same thing that happened last year when we fall apart with ten games to go. It's going to happen, isn't it? City are going to turn good again. Or Liverpool are going to turn good. King Kai is going to lead us to glory. I believe. (laughs) I believe. (laughs) I want a personal apology if we win the league. If you win the league league and Kai Havertz gets over 10 goals, I'll give you a formal apology. He's already on four. Already got six more to go. Exactly, mate. That's (laughs) double his tally. He's not getting that. He's he's a a midfielder. We have goal contributions. We'll, we'll do all competitions as well. When we say an apology, 
I don't want like a Kai Havertz. I'm sorry. I want like at least three paragraphs worth of an apology. No, I'll I'll, I'll want... do it as an intro for this pod. I'll give you a full on apology okay. if Kai Havertz gives okay. over ten league goals and you win the league. We'll set it up like one of those YouTube apology <laughs> videos they all do. There's been a severe and continuous. I swear to God, if you give me the James Charles makeover, I'll murder you. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd have said to me three or four years ago, you're going to be willing on Kai Havertz to win you a league title, I think I would have lost my mind. I think if you said that to you in in like June, you would have gone (laughs) off. (laughs) (laughs) What has happened? I don't know, but I am absolutely here for it. Uh, Top goal scorer, we all got spot on, though. We all said Haaland. Wow, that was difficult. Is he, top, is he top goal scorer right now? We've got good ball knowledge on this. Do you know what? Guys. It's got to the point where I don't even acknowledge how many goals he scored. It just happens now. I think he's on 12. Yeah, I don't... Who else is, who else is up there? Watkins? I feel like there's no point even looking at it now. Ollie Watkins, surely? I assume he's, he's got to be, right? Um, yeah, Salah's, so. Salah's in second on 11. Yeah. Son? 11. 11. <laughs> yeah, Jared, Jared Bowen's third. Jared Bowen's third on 10. Son's also on 10. Solanke on 9. And Watkins Solanke. on 9. Imagine a world where we're talking about Dominic Solanke as the fifth highest scorer in the Premier League. Dominic Solanke. This, this, this top 10 is just weird. Buemo and Nicholas Jackson are on there. Be fair. So is Nicholas Jones. Jackson on there. Jackson's got seven, apparently. Well, and Wang Chan's got... on eight. Jackson got four against Spurs, and he always at three. I think it was only two. No, he got it. He definitely got oh, the no. worst Premier League hat trick I've Jackson's, ever seen. I say Jackson's got seven goals. I want to see how many shots it's taken him to get <laughs> to those seven goals. Average distance away from goal as well. Mm. <laughs> I swear, he, hey, let's not bring that he up. got a hat trick and scored from outside nine. So. He definitely got a hat trick against Spurs because it went down as the worst Premier League hat trick of all time. I think that's a fair reward, to be honest. Um. So there's already nearly half of his goals in one game against nine men playing a line higher than the halfway line. So <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you'd run him behind. I, honestly, that. I think I could bag a hattie <laughs> in that game. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining me, boys. It has been a pleasure. That's all right, mate. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, happy New Year to you both. Yeah, Happy New Year to and you too. And to all mate. of you listening at home. We hope you have a, a good Christmas, a happy new year, and we will see you for another episode in 2024. Gera can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gera! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kamai, it's fantastic! One from David Villa, great finish! Done just that he scored! Jorinho's done it! Yakubu making another glimpse of goal here!